a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. And thank you for joining us on our podcast today. I'm your host for this episode, Stephen Smith. And we're coming to you live from the TVPPA Customer Experience Conference in Franklin, Tennessee. I'm delighted to have as our guest today, Patricia Contic. She is the Director of Communications with Morristown Utilities. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, Patricia, you uh, spoke in a um, pre-conference session yesterday about an experience that uh, Morristown Utilities went through and thought it would be a great subject to share with the listeners of our podcast. Morristown Utilities has been in the the internet business for several years now, right? Give us a little history and background. Well, Morristown Utilities um, itself has been around since 1901, but back um, in early 2000, the city of Morristown um, asked the utilities to get into the telecommunications business due to there being a lack of really any competition for telecommunications. If you lived in a certain area, you had one service provider. You didn't have any options. And because of that, they were allowed to do whatever you know, the prices and packages that they wanted. So the city was really looking for some competition to settle those um, prices. And then also we were just afraid that the economic development would, you know, be struggling as well as educational opportunities for our students in the county would suffer. So after being asked multiple times, um, after the second ask, they decided that they would go forward with it. And in 2006, they launched FiberNet, which is phone services, internet, and video. Great. And FiberNet, uh, from what you said yesterday in the panel, is going along very well. And earlier this year, you decided to really do a push with FiberNet, and that included uh, talk of a rebranding, right? Yes. um, Rebranding at first was just going to be for the utilities as a whole. Um, It was after our incident and outages in the uh, back in the summer that we decided to add FiberNet really into the rebranding process. So it was back in the beginning of 2019 is when we actually decided to do a large marketing push for FiberNet. Um, We put together a marketing team that included myself, our marketing director for FiberNet, sales executive, um, and other ladies who worked every day with FiberNet. And so we put together a campaign that was to start in June um, that included multiple um, different things, including social media posts, contests, surveys, videos, billboards, um, all to begin in June. And so right before a Memorial Day weekend, we started to have some intermediate outages with internet. Um, they were the type where they would, the outage would be for some of our customers, other customers would be fine. Then it was, we'd get those customers up. About an hour later, another set of customers would go down, um, which made communicating that to our customers almost impossible um, because we would post out we've got it back running the comments would be well I'm on the west side of town my internet's still out so it caused some issues Um, and then we also had to address the fact that we were supposed to start a marketing campaign Um, at the time we weren't aware of the magnitude 
of our issues. And so we decided to move forward with the marketing campaign. Um, it took about three days to realize that that was a bad idea. Um, with our customers' reactions to our social media posts, mostly, as well as the continued outages. Um, so we quickly put a halt to that. Unfortunately, the damage was already done. Um, and at this point, we were only a few days in, and our engineers were in crisis mode, trying to figure out what was causing the outages. Communication-wise, I was in damage control. Um, we were still in the process of outages, but I no longer really had a clear way to communicate that with our customers because they weren't, they were no longer had any patience <laughs> left. Right. And for those broadband uh, providers who are listening right now, I know that the uh, term uh, distributed denial of service strikes fear into everyone's heart. And that's exactly what you experienced, right? Yes, that was. It was a couple days later that we, we had some, um, our engineers as well as some of our uh, outside uh, contractors were assisting us with trying to figure out and pinpoint the issues. And they found the DDoS attack, which brought a whole new uh, issue in regards to communicating with our customers because trying to explain a DDoS attack to them um, some of them will say you're just blaming it on something outside of your control. The other ones that understand it or actually read the press release, they automatically think that you've been hacked. And so um, for our press release, we actually got input from the assistant general manager, general manager, myself, our engineers, our telecommunications manager. We brought everyone in to create that press release because at that time we felt that was necessary um so that's that press release went out at the end of the first week um it was not met with positivity at all and so that led and started to begin the issue of our facebook page <laughs> and and sometimes that can create quite a uh, a feeding frenzy and, and the negativity piles upon itself. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for those days uh, monitoring that Facebook page. So in Morristown, we used to have a site called Topics, and that was pretty much where anyone in the community could go onto that page and they could just uh, trash any part of the city. And our Facebook page became that. Um, there was one morning where we had multiple outages, and I woke up at about 6 o'clock in the morning, um, and I had 66 Facebook notifications of just comments. On top of that, I had about 30 to 40 private messages, and that was in a span of probably eight hours overnight, um, in which you would think most people would be asleep, um, but not the case. So... Even once we got our internet back up and everything was running, um, we still had issues for about two to three weeks, but um, we were starting to stabilize and we were good. However, I was still at damage control communication-wise. Our Facebook page, no matter what I posted, it could, be, it could have been in regards to our power, our water, um, could have absolutely nothing to do with our telecom, but all of the comments were negative about our fiber net, and then eventually it became negativity towards our company as a whole. Um, we had linemen um, that would be out, or just anyone in the company, if they had Morristown Utilities on their, you know, on their person, they got 
questions about FiberNet. So the negativity that was coming in, it wasn't just affecting FiberNet. It was affecting the company as a whole. It was affecting all of employees. It was the first time since I've been there that I've had employees actually come up and ask, can we take something down on social media um, or do we have to keep that up? And that's not something that they normally even bother with. Um, But that's the stage we were at. So I think you raise an important point that a lot of electric um, providers who are looking to get into the broadband business need to need to hear this. You're saying that the problems that you were having with your with your broadband service was actually spilling over into your other services that you provide. Yes, it was. Uh, it was starting to hurt the reputation reputation and reliability of Morristown Utilities because that's where it was. It was coming from you. You come into the same building to pay your FiberNet bill. Um, you call the same number for technical service and customer service if it's FiberNet or if it's power, water, wastewater. So, but this was the first time that we really, and especially our employees, got to see FiberNet crossing over into um, the utilities. Mm, so, take us down the path of, uh, of two decisions that you made. Uh, one, how did you address that spillover and continue to, to bolster the the reputation of the quality provider for all these decades uh, in the other uh, utilities, other services? And then two, how did you get to a decision of what to do about this feeding frenzy that was happening on Facebook? The frustrations um, were building with, and a lot of it had to do with Facebook. And so um, myself and our general manager and assistant general manager we had to sit down and we had to decide what to do. Um, not also in regards to if we continue to have outages, how would we address them? Um, we couldn't do the generic, we're aware of the issue, we're working on it, that no longer worked. As well as how do we stop the comments? Um, the biggest problem was we no longer had narrative over our own message. We didn't have control. so. We didn't know quite what to do. We looked at a bunch of different options, and then we had a few instances um, that kind of pushed us over the, the ledge a little bit in deciding that what was best was to go quiet. Um, but on top of that, also to kind of protect our company reputation, but in my mindset, really to protect our employees, what we decided to do was to launch a new Facebook page. So we deactivated our, at the time, current Facebook page, and I created a new Facebook page. And on that, I started to do um, community involvement, activities that we do in the community. But then I focused a lot on our power and our water and our history, the history of Morristown Utilities. We go back to 1901. This community has trusted and relied on the company to provide them um, with services since then and so that's what I focused on and so we didn't necessarily bring up FiberNet but we kept FiberNet tied into the utilities and this was about we launched this page about a month to three three weeks to a month after um, we had the issue and between that time I was quiet on social media There were days that I did not post anything. There were some days where I just shared things from the city or our public works. Um, So that was, at that point, what we could do. And it started to quiet down. 
And when we launched our new Facebook page, I, you know, focused on the community. We did um, the comments. We we created a new social media policy that allowed us to have full control over our page so that what happened would not happen again. And so that allowed me to, at the beginning, hide some comments that were off-topic and negative um, to protect our employees in our company. Um, and our new social media policy that you know we researched with the Comptroller's Office of Tennessee, we researched um, through University of Tennessee, they have um, tools for government on social media. We made sure our policy was by the book and that we were doing what um, we were allowed to do. So it took about two months uh, to quiet down and then I was able to start allowing more comments on our page. Um, but at that point, it wasn't necessary for me to hide. Um, customers quickly started to come back towards to us. Um, a lot of the customers that we lost during those outages, they came back to us. Um, and so going back to trying to focus on our Morristown Utilities history in the community and our service to them and our reliability to them, um, focusing on that really helped. Now, how long, uh, how much time was there between when you took down your original Facebook page and when you launched your new one? I did it the same day. I deactivated our Facebook page. Um, I notified our customers about a week in advance and said next week we will be launching a new Facebook page. Um, and then the morning that I deactivated our old Facebook page, I launched our new one. And did you have any backlash on that? People saying, oh, you're just trying to purge these old comments. Not necessarily. Um, a lot of them, it was most people that did comment said, you know, you're just trying to, you're get, you are, you're trying to get away from what happened. But the way that we approached it is, I said, we are rebranding. Morristown Utilities, um, and this is just the first step into rebranding, um, rebranding our utilities. So there were some that, yes, they, of course, tied it into uh, that, but in the end, we were already in the process of rebranding, um, and it was, we decided to add social media into the rebranding because of the issues that we were facing, and it was the first time that we really had a massive outage. Um, Fibernet went for 12 years without, you know, maybe a small blip here and there, but with no reliability issues at all for 12 years. So this was the first time that we really got to see the reaction of our customers and really determine what they need during that time and how they would react. So it was, it was a little crisis mode, but we learned a lot from it. Okay. I want to unpack a couple of things here, but... Uh one, why do you think a lot of that negative traffic didn't follow you over to that new page? Was it just the way you framed it? Did you change the name of it? I honestly think it was the quiet time, the downtime. Um, but it also was our engineers. During that time, I was being quiet, and I wasn't giving our customers a platform to speak negative about us. And at that time, we were also giving our engineers the time they needed to fix the issues and make sure that those issues would not happen again. 
Um, and during that time, when we were quiet, our engineers were doing a fantastic job. They were very dedicated. I mean, our engineers were working 24-7. Um, they were working every day behind the scenes that no one sees. And so it's really, I believe, it's us staying quiet, but it was them doing the work. During that quiet time, they got their work done. They got our system stabilized. And so by the time I came back to really posting regularly, our system was up and running. And it was stable and it was reliable. So that did have an impact on it. Well, you said that uh, you came out of this with a policy um, and a well-researched policy, sounds like. Tell us, uh, maybe hit some of the highlights of that, um, you know, three, three or four of the points uh, to give our uh, listeners an idea of, of, of these rules and regulations that you put into place. And then tell us how you communicated that or, or how deeply you went into letting your customers know this is how we manage our social media now. Um, one of the most important things that we wanted to explain because the Facebook page became, you know, what we call a topics version of a platform where people could just go on and chat. So we needed to really label our Facebook page. We needed to let our customers know what the purpose was. And so what we came with was that um, our social media platforms were to be used as a limited public forum for communicating utility business. Um, and that is really what our focus is. And, you know, Morristown Utilities, we're interested in cultivating and maintaining a positive presence on all social media sites. Um, and therefore, we created the social media use and posting policy. Um, so it's not just, it's for what it's being used for, and then it's also posting in regards to what our customers can post on it. Um, and then we were specific on the type of content that our customers could post on our comments. Um, and so we made it clear that we had the authority to hide um, posts that were said, and then we gave a very specific detail of what would and would not be allowed on the site. Um, you know, the typical no profane, um, threatening or harassing or discriminatory or defamatory language or content. Um, but the main point was it can't contain off-topic content. That was unrelated to the original post because really that was our main issue afterwards because it was the you know, posts about power that I would be putting up and then the comments were regarding FiberNet. So that's how we addressed that issue, was saying that off-topic comments would not be allowed on the posts. And did you get any pushback on, on these regulations? I did not. Excellent. Um, so we still, because a lot of the comments that are put on our Facebook page, they are open. Um, for open records, they can be requested for open records. So I do not delete anything on our Facebook page. Um, I hide it so that it's not seen on our page, but everything is kept for record keeping. That's a very good point. I think something that uh, that may come from this, for especially for electric distributors who are getting into looking into the broadband business, would it be fair to say that the public outcry over broadband outages 
is different than when their power goes out. Yes, and what from what we have learned is they are more upset when their internet is out than when their power is out. Um, I have actually had customers say to me that they do not care when their power comes back on as long as their internet is back on. Um, and then that's when customer education comes into play. Um, I've gotten images of a gentleman who, he took a photo of his laptop where it said no Wi-Fi connection, but he was in the dark. And it was because his power was out, and that's why his Wi-Fi was not working. Um, so there's, they're a little bit more forgiving when the power goes out versus when their internet is not working. Um, so that is a challenge in itself. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something that communicators with uh, electric distributors need to really, I guess, come to expect, that folks are a little more passionate about that than they are uh, the electricity. Uh, what would you say would be um, one of the biggest lessons that uh, your company has learned coming through this experience this past summer? I would say there's there's two. Um, the first one being company unity. Um, I think we were really able to look to see how the issues with FiberNet were were affecting the company as a whole, and so how the way I put it is, we communicate our utilities, um, we communicate our power, our water, our wastewater services. But for FiberNet, we have to market it. You market FiberNet. But at the same time, in order to market that FiberNet, I can use my communications of my utilities to my benefit. And so the same way as if the Internet's out, then it makes the utilities as a whole reliability look bad, I can flip that around. Um, I can talk about our reliability with power and water and wastewater and what we've done for this community and say you've trusted us with these utilities for you know since 1901 you've trusted us to have your lights on your water working your all your services working so now trust us to have your fiber networking trust us with your internet trust us with your video and our phone services and so that really came out um of this this minor crisis <laughs> Um, that we had in the summer was really the company Unity. And then we used that into our rebranding. Um, we recently launched our new logo. And beforehand, we had two separate logos. There was one for Morristown Utilities that it covered our power, water, and wastewater. That was it. And then we had a logo that covered FiberNet. Um, and so our new logo now is just more, it's MU underneath says Morristown Utilities and it has four lines going through. It, and those represent our four utilities, power, water, wastewater, and telecommunications. And so that is our one logo. Um, because there is marketing in FiberNet, we do have a version of that main logo, but it still says Morristown Utilities, and underneath that says FiberNet. So it's now really one company going forward with four services. Very good. So what is your uh, web address so folks can go and see your rebrand? It is www.morristownutilities.org. 
Um, I will note that we will be launching our new website in December. Um, that is our next phase of rebranding. And so that will have a whole new our new logo along with our all of our branding um, that's coming from our new logo. And that is also another thing that came out of this crisis is that is where our communication of outages will be. Um, we're working on putting a outage map on our webpage and then also on our front page will be a uh, rolling icon of when we have outages. So that's another thing that came out is our discussion of you know how to communicate outages with our customers. And so we are essentially taking that off of our Facebook page and we are pushing it to our new website, um, which launches in December. Ah, that sounds smart. Well, it sounds like that it was a very awful ordeal to go through, but that you've come out of a stronger organization because of it. Yes, I would say so. Um, and I don't think it was really until we really got into the rebranding um, section of it where we realized what we really wanted to do, um, and that was bring the four services under one title, and that's what came of it. And so it's, you know, our utilities, there's four of them now because that's how we see telecommunication as a utilities. And so we are a company that has four services, and we treat all of them the same. We treat all of our customers the same. And so no matter whether it's power, water, wastewater, or telecommunication, all of our employees have each other's backs. All of our services are there for the community, and that's that's our mission. Well, thank you so much for sharing what is probably a painful story because it's, it's uh, still very fresh in the memory, but it sounds like you learned a lot. And I believe that our uh, listeners, too, can find several uh, takeaways from this story. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Patricia. Thank you very much. And my guest on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast, has been Patricia Kontick, Director of Communications for Morristown Utilities. And again, we're here live from the TVPPA Customer Experience Conference in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, thanks for listening today, and keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.